Welcome to So You Think Your Car Is Fast, where we dive into the world of high-end, fast cars and explore what it truly means to have a fast car. From the latest in supercar technology to the mechanics that make these machines go, we'll separate fact from fiction and uncover the misconceptions about speed and power that exist in the minds of the general public. Join us as we put the pedal to the metal and discover what it takes to have a car that truly lives up to the title of fast. All right, we're live. Um, episode nine. Episode eight was right before this. We are now living in a post-TX2K. We, we are a post-TX2K carnage. Uh, we're going to talk about who showed up, who didn't show up, who won, who didn't win. But first, uh, had the fabricator over to DS today to look at what he has to do to mount these giant turbos. And it looks like it's going to be extensive work. So Couldn't get by with an adapter. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, I heard you had a fabricator that rolled up in a Lamborghini. Yeah, he did. <laughs> First, he shows up in a Lamborghini. I'm like, oh, this is going to be expensive. <laughs> you know, I was going to say maybe it wasn't his. Maybe it was one he was working on. But I don't know if that sounds better. Right. I don't. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So <sighs> these turbos are big. They're real big. Physically large. Bing. Here's a photo. Um. So what I'm considering is maybe going to a Zona. Well, you know how I feel about that. Yeah. So let me ask you. And the reason why is because I think the Zonas are smaller physically. Yeah. I think maybe a 9569 would be very similar to the size of the GTX 3582. Can you confirm or deny? Uh, 9569 would be bigger. A lot bigger? Really? Little, yeah, it'd be bigger. Uh, well, it depends what you mean by big. Does it? Are, do you mean big by dimensions? Do you mean big by flow? Do you mean big by no? Just large? physical, physical size because we're physical gonna have to size. Do it's going to be smaller. Yeah, physical. Physically, they'd be almost identical to your thirty-five uh, eighty-two. That's is that's, it thirty-five eighty-six or thirty-five eighty-two? I can never remember. Eighty-two. Eighty-two. Yeah, mm -hmm. it'd be the same size, like almost. I mean, you could put a 9569S on there with the same external dimensions turbine housing you have now. Really? Yeah. So we're talking V-band to V-band direct bolt on. It, it would bolt up. I mean, well, you might have to change some things because the, the, the compressor housing is different and the center cartridge is different. So it would be aligned a little differently maybe, but yeah. Aligned, I mean, aligned differently is no biggie. I but, think the V-band connections are different. Well, they are, but he has a tile turbine housing on his Garrett turbo. Okay. This Which, was, I guess, yeah. before they started using the Garretts, right? Obviously, five years ago. Well, I don't know exactly what the genesis of that is. I think that's just what I think that's just what AIM had and what they were using at the time. Okay. Uh, but you know, the, the tile V band has been around, I mean, since the, or, you know, I mean, I first saw them in the early two thousands. I don't know how far back they go, but it's a long time. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Even Garrett has always had, you know, Garrett turbine housings too. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it's just kind of look at the draw. I think as to what you, as to what you got, unless you were, you know, specifically going out and looking for something. Okay. But even worst case from a fabrication standpoint, you're talking about, Changing flanges, right? Flanges. Which is what not. I thought I was going to do, which is which is no biggie. But I'm changing now. I'm changing collectors. 
I may have to move the turbos up a, like near the mm. intercoolers now. I mean, it's it was well. Here's a here's a video of Alex looking underneath the car right now. <laughs> um, I'm so I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess uh, I guess I need to talk to Robert or just talk to you, Dan. You know, I mean, I already I already have the 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 G the G forties in my possession, so I'll need to return those if I can. I'm sure they'll give you a sticker. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Jimmy Jimmy Schomburg can can say I'm officially a Zona car after that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, there's a couple of different options. You could do the 9564, you could do the 9569. Uh, what about the 10569? You could do a 10569. I don't know of anybody who's run those hmm. uh, on Porsches. I mean, it's big. That's 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 really uh, big. Somebody has physically larger. Is, is it physically larger? The 105. Uh... No, it, it still fits in an, in an X3C. Well, you put it in an X4C, but so what I'm asking, Dan, is what what should I get? You know, I know I know anything bigger is going to be lazier, but I can overcome that. I, you know, but I'm, well, I don't want to go back to these events with the same power. Full disclosure, I'm biased. Sure, uh, I really like the Zona stuff. I think it's great. I think, in my opinion, the the difference, like like you, like compressor trim, is something here people talk about, and and the difference between the Garretts and the Zonas in this size is the compressor trim is completely different, and that means that the the inducer versus the exducer size. So the the inducer is usually what people reference, which is the small side of the of the compressor wheel. Uh, when they're talking about how many, you know, well, how many millimeters is your turbo? People are like 62 millimeter, 66 millimeter, 80 millimeter turbos, like big ones, right? Mm -hmm. But you also have the exducer, and that's the 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 larger, the overall large end of the of the compressor wheel. And the Garrett wheels and the G35 and to a certain extent G40, um, they have a really big inducer, but their exducer is relatively small in relationship to it and so it it it's kind of a compromised design in that sense like garrett's a really big company really big oem um, most of these wheels that they're making are targeted towards some sort of industrial application and then when it goes into the racing side of the program they kind of pick from that industrial catalog and put together combinations uh that they think will work well and they're very, very good at it, and they're very, you know, very good stuff. But you know, Zona is making a turbocharger purely for racing, and they don't have any of the restraints that a, uh, you know, an OEM manufacturer is going to have. So, like for instance, one of the things that Zona turbos do is they make lots of loud, fluttery turbo noises, which we like, but OEMs do not like. And so there's lots of, uh, again, there's just like we were talking about trade-offs, there's trade-offs in turbo design. So, um, you know, I think in that size range of turbo, a Zona turbo will outperform a Garrett turbo or, um, you know, make a really strong argument for being able to do so. So I, I'm excited if you if you think that's the, a good way to go. I'm going to go ahead and text Amber from uh, Force Performance right now and ask her if I can return these. So can I get a third set of turbos from you guys? I don't know. Fool me once. Shame on you. Right. Fool me twice. Shame on me. They might call you and try to figure out what you're doing. That's what they did last time I 
I think what you need to do is call up. Hello, this is Robert from Force Performance. I'm looking for Todd Nall and uh, and have a chat with him and tell him what you want to do. Okay, the guy is a turbo cyclopedia. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I will do that. When when we were talking about your uh, recent situation, which we'll get to later, I think in this conversation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of the theories that we had was that there was some air bypassing from the compressor into the, uh, center cartridge of the turbo and compressing the oiling system. And Robert said, Oh yeah, well, and you know, here you go. I can't even remember what he said, but he listed off the exact size of the of the seal of the piston like the piston ring style seal that's on that shaft and then he started quoting the specification for how you know basically for how much air it moves over a given period of time and what you know where where it's considered out of spec then he took that number and said okay well that means that this could never have been the cause of your problem because it's just not enough air to do what we're seeing Mm -hmm. and he just knows so much stuff about all this yeah uh it's it's mind-boggling all right so let's table that um so where'd we leave off i got my engine installed we put it on the dyno and we did some wastegate pulls looked good everything looked fine what did it make on the wastegates like 900 or so 900 880 or something so then uh we uh we put it in the trailer took it to wayne in dallas and then he put it on the mainline dyno horsepower lounge Horse Power Lounge. And um, he did a couple pulls, did like a couple 1250 pulls, and all of a sudden we saw some oil on the ground. Wah, wah. And um, turns out it, it blew the uh, the cam seals out, one of the cam seals out, which is just a, basically a rubber seal that doesn't really have to hold much pressure in at all. It just holds the oil in. I learned a lot about cam seals. Yeah. On, so. on these engines. They're, uh, they're, they're metal. They're steel. But like surrounded by rubber, right? Like rubber. uh, It's like a bottle cap. Yeah. You know, it's the same shape just without the, you know, Mm -hmm. serrations on the edge. And uh, it pushed those, pushed them right out. So we um, pushed them back in, made another run also. Same result. So uh, I think then Dan and, and Wayne bought some new seals, popped some new seals in, and then made a custom bracket to hold them in. Did another pull. And oil decided to escape out of the oil cap. But the seals did not come the back. The seals out. remained. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. So it was, it was, we missed 2K and now we're missing Hondo. So last episode, the last thing I think we said was, uh, ooh, there's a chance none of us are going to Hondo. Well, that's true. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> God. I feel attacked. Uh, so anyway, um, so using this opportunity to put on the new turbos now and, uh, we'll get those fitted, get the engine back to John and he, he, he knows what's, what the problem is. So he's going to quickly fix that, send it back, hopefully get it back six weeks before Kansas in June, do some testing. Uh, but we don't even know what turbos we're going to use at this point. Well, as I understand it, there isn't a lot that he has to do. I mean, I think it's a lot of, of assembly and disassembly, but yeah. I think the fix is relatively simple, at least. Yeah. Turns out probably be an easy fix, um, but hopefully he'll have time to get to me quickly. So here we are, um, week after 2K. So when do we get to talk about the roll race? 
Oh my goodness. What a weekend. Where do we start? It was something. Uh, Where do we start? Well, Once again, we, well, there, actually, there was uh there was a there was one Corvette that qualified, right? I thought there was more. I think there was like two. It was just the one white, the big oh, white. Oh, they made it through up. to the first round. Okay. To the first yeah. round, yeah. Uh one Porsche, right? With the aim, the blue and nine nine seven. The blue one and the yellow one. The I yellow one made the roll too? Yeah, I thought it did. Lost mm. in the first round on a on a bad start, in my opinion. Oh, but. okay, yeah. So the the cutoff speed was one seventy nine. Nine, yeah. And uh, my boy Ty in the silver C six, he uh, he ran a one seventy eight point six or something. He just missed it. I heard him talking about that. I felt bad for him. I was like, man, yeah. you missed it by less than one mile an hour. But mm -hmm. oh boy, I mean that was you know. I think a lot of people don't understand. I mean, that's kind of why I wasn't even trying to go to 2K. And I think why Taylor, too, was kind of in the same boat is you don't want to bring a knife to a gunfight. And we kind of already are. And and that I mean, that was a serious gunfight that yeah. went that that went down at, at the racetrack. It was it was I've never I've never seen cars move the way I saw cars move. I mean, mm -hmm. sure, you can see top fuel or, or funny cars or something. But I mean, those there the one car that we're thinking of in particular uh oh my goodness yeah yeah I mean, i've never seen a car you know launch from 60 miles an hour that quickly <laughs> it didn't it didn't look real on yeah. the footage it so, didn't look um, real in person yeah no you're right we're, we were blown away jaws on the floor what just happened so we're talking about billy's gtr built by t1 and uh the 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 one race we're talking about was I get I think against David at uh, Dallas right the the green Huracan and um, even though David lifted and that I car ripped saw him go and said uncle yeah well I think he left early and and thought that Terrence wasn't you know even gonna come behind him and sure enough he did so that's what made it look worse because David lifted and Terrence freaking took off ran two thirty two on that run. That yeah, was but it's still the 6130 was 195. Yeah, because he left at like 59 miles an hour. You know, I mean, he he was legit locked in at, you know, right below 60. That's insane. 1,250 yeah. feet, 230. And then later ran 237 against uh, Underground Racing. I mean, I didn't ask Terrence about it because I didn't, you know, want to. I didn't want to get in his head or you know, make him reveal information or anything or, or ask him to reveal information. But, you know, I felt like after watching them run it, their strategy was they knew they were the fastest. They knew that even a bad start, they could probably still run anybody down. Mm -hmm. And all he was doing was driving up there, do, going through his motions and going on a green light. 100% right. They didn't care who they were up against. They knew they had enough to recover from being down. I mean, that's so much power to, to be three or four car lengths back before you even launch and come around another 3,000 horsepower car. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, mind -blowing. I mean, not only did they have the power, right? They had the traction. They had the launch control, the, the anti-lag going, brake boosting going. I mean, that car, it, it looked like a frog <laughs> when when the... When the lights went and he went, I mean, that car just leapt out. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a car that violent. I mean, it was violence mm -hmm. is what it was. <laughs> Terrence woke up and chose violence that day. Yeah, he did. 
he did. I mean, it was, and you know, everybody wanted to see it. It goes all the way back to Texas Invitational 2017. And, you know, going back to, going back to that race at Caddo Mills where a green underground racing Huracan, uh, decided that it was not going not only was it not going to pace tony p but it was just going to go as soon as it got into the uh the starting area Mm -hmm. and they had several false starts and then eventually i think the guy just hit the green light because out of frustration trying to get a race and tony lost the race uh and uh the you know officials huddled and the dis- and really the the decision was it was a bad start the green light shouldn't have been triggered and they wanted a rerun and UGR refused to rerun they said no it was a green light we run we won the race we don't want to rerun so after an hour of arguing about it uh, the race organizer said okay if you guys you know are going to be like this then I'll leave it up to you two to decide the two drivers and Tony said, look, if you guys want to take the win, you can take the win. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't be proud of it if you win that way. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And ever since then, uh, I've been very, very closely watching these these races. I mean, everybody knows everybody talks about roll racing in the starts and everything being iffy. Right. And uh, so it was it was very, very cool to see. It felt like it kind of, you know, finally the karma train caught up because Every round, every UGR car that went out there was ahead when they shouldn't have been. They were they were leaving early uh, before the the lights. And uh, and, you know, it, it took a while for everybody to catch on and catch up with them. But, yeah, it, it finally happened. Well, it turned out to be a T1-1-2, right? So yeah. Ricky, Ricky got paired up with Terrence, that car, in the finals. And they uh, would they do like a 45-mile-an-hour victory lap? Yeah, I yeah. think they just coasted the cars down the track. Yeah, you know, just to I think they did that because they were going to drag race those cars the next day. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and like we said, you know, what'd you say? Engines um, only go spin, spin, spin until they Before go. They spin, go spin, spin, spin clank. clank. They go clank eventually, you know. <laughs> they can only spin X amount of times. <laughs> yeah, you, you can either run them low RPM and run them for a long <laughs> period of time, or you can run them high RPM and run them for a short period of time. Yeah. Now, there before. there are things that you can do to reduce the amount of spins an engine makes. Yes, that is also Before true. it goes clank. Yeah. I can make them go clank just like whenever. I'm good at it. I'm good at, I'm good at the clank. <laughs> just by looking at them, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what else? So um, so, so there, were, there was the red uh, underground car. And I saw some, we, we, well, I think I missed the live race. You, you told me on the phone as I was driving up. Oh yeah. You were, yeah, you were driving up. Yeah. I mean, I, I videoed every race. I mean, the first time in history that I've actually watched every race, but yeah, yeah. Casey, uh, veered right, kissed the wall on the right and then moved left and then backed into the wall on the left. And yeah, it was very tough to see. And no one likes to see anybody wreck for sure. That car, no, I felt horrible for them when I saw it. Yeah, that car lifted the tires on the launch. Yeah, that's what happened. I saw another angle of it from mm-hmm. the from the rear left, which we would have been from the front right where, yeah. where our angle would have been. And it it lifted the front end of the car up and just ever so slightly rotated. Mm. And then that just brought it when the wheels came down, it brought it around. Mm. Speaking of lifting tires, did you see aim? 
ride a wheelie at like 130 in that blue 997? I saw it live, and I the way my brain interpreted it was the car went sideways. But what really happened was it lifted the nose. Well, you know what's funny is I didn't even know it did a wheelie until I went back to look at video, and I'm like, did he literally just... Oh my! I did, and I captured it. I'm looking at my phone, all right, and I, I didn't see it live. I was videoing it, but yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is gold. Can't wait to post this. Yeah. Well, I asked Joe about it, and he and he said, and I, I said something effective. It looked like it, you know, lost traction in fourth or something. And he was like, did you see the wheelie? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Up close, that car is really nice. That yeah. car is really nice. I mean, air air shifted sequential. Is was that a Motec dash or a Cyvex dash? It had. Did you see? Yeah, it was the same dash that's in my car. It's a Motec okay. C120. So, yeah, it just. I mean, the car is in. It's just really pretty. It's a really pretty car. I'd be. I'd be proud of that car. It's came out and ran qualified at one ninety five, which is fast. One ninety six. One ninety six. What? Okay. <laughs> and then in eliminations, ran two hundred five. The car, um, although very fast, it it doesn't launch as hard i guess as it should i'm you know they're thinking about i would imagine putting nitrous on it but um yeah it was a little lazy from the start and probably why they lost but man it would be nice to get a lot more p cars going 200 at these at these events yeah 205 and and uh you know i think he had more for sure still insane so uh let me see what else um my car made an appearance at <laughs> texas 2k yes it did Everybody, everybody kept asking me, "Where's Taylor? Why? What? What? How does car do?" I go, "Man, it sat there really nice. It sat on that trailer. It behaved itself. It behaved itself. It misbehaved when it got home, but it." Oh, uh, yeah. So drag racing. No, we didn't stick around. <laughs> no, but we I did see. But we did see some. See that Giddy uh, did pretty well. I think he lost in the finals. Is that right? Um, Miles Kerr stick shift won the elite. Six I mean, what? Integra. 195 miles an hour. He, he, he beat Grubworm and Granis. I mean, and and Garrett Mitchell. I mean, he uh, had he had Guardian Angels out out for him. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But it, I mean, you you, I mean, that's why you race, right? I mean, yeah. If it was just what was supposed to happen on paper, it wouldn't. You know, that's not what happens. <laughs> And this is this is why I signed up for the Super Roll because you know anything can happen. <laughs> That's right. You know, I mean, just just showing up in, at the starting line gives you a chance to win. Right. Hey, you know what you didn't mention, Todd, was the the difference in qualifying speed from last year to this year. Oh well, yeah, it was one seventy nine this year. Last year was one eighty four, so it's only five miles an hour off on the shorter distance. Mm -hmm. Um, but the elite cars went faster. Yeah. <laughs> wild it's kind of like we were talking about we knew that well ugr has a long history of having more power than than they actually use so we kind of knew that that they would they would at least probably be able to go as fast on the shorter track mm -hmm. and i think they ended up going a little bit faster well you know what i heard and this is just what i heard i heard that they put smaller turbos on for this event because of the shorter distance I don't know if that's true. Don't this is how me. rumors start. Just, yeah, I know. You know. I don't know if it's true. Or you know not. what I heard? <laughs> this is what I heard. But I heard that um, from a reliable source. Yeah, that's okay. not just some internet troll. This is someone who would probably know. 
Um, so maybe they had a strategy and it, it didn't it didn't work. Although one underground car won by default. He like bide his way and uh, each car he raced broke out. And so he won. <laughs> Sebastian Robles. Tag was oh, I, I didn't realize that's how that ended up. That's fine. Yeah, I, I think I think. Um, yeah, he he never won a race, but he won the event. <laughs> he won his class. Momo came in second in in the Supersport. Was unlimited. Yeah. I don't know what class, but did you see Patrick's GTR, the Joe Tech GTR? Yeah. Did he? Uh, he was he drag race. He did. I don't think he roll race. Yeah. Right? He just drag race. I thought he won something. He did. I saw. I saw a fix. He posted a photo of something. I want to say he ran a seven four or seven seven is the numbers that are stuck in my mind. I don't. But seven anything in the quarter is I, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, and it was almost right off the trailer too, because uh, I know he's he uh, commiserated with me a little bit, and I mean he said his car was down for a while. So after two K, uh, no, bef- well before this event. Oh, okay. So this was his first event on his new setup or whatever it is. I like Patrick. Texas two K has announced uh, that it is moving, moving to Texas Motorplex in Ennis, Texas, for the foreseeable future. What do we think about that? Well, probably none of us are going to go back, I guess, at this point, unless unless we change our minds or get a drag car. It'll be easier to get my car in the parking lot over there and leave it than <laughs> driving it all the way to Houston and leaving it. I mean, that yeah. I've, it's been at Texas 2K two years in a row on a trailer. Uh, well, it's three hours from me and what, an hour from you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it'll be wide open because, you know, the, the entire complexity of it or complexion for those keeping track is probably going to change. Uh, you know, a big part of TX2K was always the off track festivities. And, uh, so that is going to change dramatically. You're absolutely right. What are they going to do? Run up and down 45? I mean, they can take that. Yeah. You can go and do that somewhere else, somewhere in Dallas or Austin it's not going to be, it will be no longer associated with the event, you know? I, I don't know that it ever really was associated with the event to be well, fair. They, but. What I mean is they call, they call them, you know, 2K pre-meets, 2K whatever, and they're not officially associated. Yeah. But I guess, I guess they're no longer co- going to coordinate the street racing part of it with, with the date of 2K because it really doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to change who, who attends and, and, uh, probably you know, less Dodge Chargers. Less Dodge Chargers? Yeah. We'll show up at the event for spectating if they shut down the street races. <laughs> mm. Land barges. Yes. Why don't more Hemis and Camaros qualify at 2K? Hmm. I don't know. That's a really good question. I mean, they're fast, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think the, like the Camaro guys are faster than the than the Hellcat guys in general, but I mean, you don't even see Mustangs qualifying. You don't see Camaros qualifying. You don't see. But don't they show up for the drag racing portion? Tons of them show up for the drag racing. Yeah, yeah. So they're not really into the roll racing portion of it at all. No, I think I think just the the car communities that are surrounding those are still uh, way more on the old school side of things. Hmm. It could be.